and the agent on the other side <laughs> oh no there's units bigger than yours that are selling for cheaper than yours i said ah could be where can you give me those examples ah, i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know welcome to the real deep podcast real deep, real deep. your host Usan and Raj, we're here to talk some smack, give you the facts, and all you need to do is listen and relax. Please look before you leap, because this shit is going real deep. Real Deep Podcast, new episodes every Sunday, so be sure to tune in real deep. Welcome to another episode of the Real Deep Podcast. It's your your fine and honest guest here. No, that's a... What am I talking about? I don't know. We have no guests. We have no guests, but we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, but I don't know... For <laughs> This is something just off topic, not really related to real estate, but we're sick, so we're gonna relate it back to real estate. Uh, we had both recently seen the uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil show. Curials. Oh yes, the acrobatics, the magic, the the professionalism. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anything like that before. Have you? I've I've seen the last time Cirque du Soleil was in Toronto. I saw them. Um, always amazed at how talented these people are really and like the story like i never understand the storyline because i they're they're speaking french and mm -hmm. and as sad as it sounds i don't really understand it mm -hmm. anymore mm -hmm. um but like you can you can just admire their their athleticism oh yeah the athleticism is definitely one thing to admire i had a couple other thoughts that i don't know just got into my head yeah um really about like these guys are professionals yes. and they put on a show yes. and when that show is uh on you're just captivated you're captivated by people doing things that you didn't think possible and you're wondering right. how are they doing it how are they making it look so easy mm -hmm. uh, and what what sparked my thoughts were just like well what makes them so good at what they're doing right is it likely the same kind of things that make other professionals in any other walk of life good at what they do right, right. um and so yeah i had a couple it was just a couple random thoughts that i had were number one like that show that they put on, it's about two hours, I guess. Yeah, two, two and a half. But that's not the only show they do. They do it three, two to three, two, times, two times a day. A day. Six days a week. And that on its own, that show on its own is like enough for a regular person's work. Like some people never work out that hard in their life yeah. to be able to do something like that. Um, so like they're able to put out a high volume of work. Yeah. Because of what? Like their conditioning, their training, like they've, they've focused on this thing for so long, how many years they've been practicing. Right. Um, we, so never, we, we see the magic, but we don't see how long they took to get to this point. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And uh, it's, it's the same. I, I would say it's the same as like any profession to bring it back to real estate. It's uh, time. You always got to give the new guy a shot if you believe that they're worth it. But also time in the business is a huge factor, especially like in today's market where it's not as easy as it was two years ago, mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. where it was easy as putting it on the MLS and within two days, you're going to sell it. Right. Right. We're seeing a shifting market where now it's taking a lot more work and and following up with agents and using different techniques to market the property or try to find a buyer and it's it's getting or uh, it's getting interesting to see how how people are navigating this market <laughs> right yeah um you you brought up a, an article the other day about something in hamilton oh. where, uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if like uh, something, one of my clients actually brought it up to my attention um how we, how it came up we were i guess talking about uh which way the market's heading and 
Um, for many people, it's very difficult for them to have another opinion besides recession time, recession time, yeah. prices are going down and it's very negative kind of in nature. It's going to keep going down forever. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, we were originally kind of just talking about that and then she forwarded me over something. Uh, it's from like a mom's group. Um, but, uh, I don't know if I want to read the whole thing out here. No, we can, we can summarize it. Basically long story short, this person is saying that they want $1.8 million for their property. Right. And uh, they can't understand why they can't get it. And they think that selling it at $1.8 million is a steal. Like they're giving the property away and they can't understand why they can't get any buyers. And they're trying to sell it like ASAP. So without without me looking anything into the story, just based on the wordings that were used, it sounds like they bought something and they have a date that they need to get something sold by or need to, you know, wrap Mm -hmm. up a transaction for. So that was my first thing uh, that I thought. Next, it was like, it's, I'm talking to my client. Mm-hmm. She hasn't seen the property. She's only looked at House Sigma or like whatever, realtor.ca, yeah. and only talked to the, the lady on the, on, the, on the group. But as a realtor, I'm like, look, the facts matter. So let's go check out this property. So yeah. I checked it out. It's in Hamilton. It's a very nice house. Like, uh, but what I'm noticing is that on that specific block there, um, she's got the smallest lot in the entire house. I'm right. sorry, uh, the smallest lot in the entire neighborhood where mm-hmm. as like just a few doors down, there's somebody got a 100 by 200 lot. Yeah. That's 3,500 square feet, you know? And, yeah. You know, it's a different product. Mm-hmm. But anyways, she's, she's, she's hoping for a price and um, kind of like throwing her hands up in the air yeah. is what it seems like after reading this whole um, uh, spiel that she put out there. So makes me wonder the point of view that she has versus she has an agent it's listed with an agent yeah like i don't know what the agent's saying agent if i can you know guess what they've done is they listed the property previously at 1.59 okay so they listed at 1.59 hoping for 1.8 according to this okay story. so they, they underlisted it un- quote unquote underlisted it hoping for an offer date hoping for an offer date and and trying it didn't to materialize yeah fair enough so Nowhere in this thing here does it say we've lowered our expectation. Well, all they've done is lowered their price again to instead of 1.59, it's like 1.49 with the same, same end strategy. result that yeah. they're looking for, 1.8. So in my opinion, I was just kind of looking at it going, it's a very nice house, but looking at the comparables, things are selling for like 1.4, mm-hmm. four bedrooms. You have three bedrooms. Right. So there's something to be said there. And it's just an expectation. I remember reading this this post and near the end of it she was just, she was comparing her house to um a property that sold on the same street for 3.2 million. That's the one I was telling you about. Her that that 3.2 million dollar lot, it's technically not sold conditionally, so right. I don't know where she got that information right. from. Um but it's it's also been listed, mm-hmm. but it's a totally different product. It's yeah. if you were to look at these two houses like I did, I won't give out the names here, but I looked at the two things. Like, there's a reason one of them is almost double the price. Yeah. And it's, the fact that she was just like, this is a steal for 1.8. Mm-hmm. The fact it's like trying to fit your, you're trying to fit your number into the market. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the truth of the matter is too, maybe she, she could get her number, but she might need to wait a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But the, the thing that me ended up, uh, let's draw back to the whole professionalism thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the agent has to have said something at, at some point right to set an expectation or to like encourage or discourage some sort of behavior did you see when they initially listed the property 
So the property was uh, listed starting in May. So they listed May 20th for 1.599. Right. They held it on the market until the 22nd of June. And then from the 22nd uh, of June, they've been at this new 1.49 price. They're hoping to get three hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars or whatever more than the list price more than the list price in a market where that price point's not as popular as it once was yeah no one no if you're still listed at one four nine nine no one in this market rating no one's gonna give you more than your list Mm -hmm. price especially if it's been on the market for two weeks so now now let's let's, do you think that's if we're gonna this is pure speculation now yeah is that uh that part there where they they hope or they think that somebody will give them more money than the list price do you think that's an assumption being like provided by the agent agent or is that a seller mentality that's saying that hey we've seen it works we know how this whole thing works i think i think they're still stuck in the past a little bit they're like the strategy works so we're gonna keep keep trying but at a certain point if you've been listed since may and you haven't gotten the number you want don't you want to tell people that the number you actually want so that people who might be interested in that price will come to you i'm seeing instead that. of having people show up expecting it to be one five and then when if we don't know if they got any offers but if they got any offers for you to let's say they gave you one four instead of one four nine nine um and then you're like oh we actually want one eight yeah that's a little bit hard to swallow it's a little hard to swallow especially because <laughs> you've been sitting on the market for so long like why didn't you change the price to begin with Agreed. and waste and, and wasted the buyer's agent and the buyer's time to come in and do all that work it's kind of stupid it is i've seen i've seen uh examples of what you're talking about where they might lead off with that high price, with yeah. the price that they want, and then after that, they're they're noticing that they're not getting any showings or whatever, yeah. and then they drop the price. Right. But if the agent's looking back, they can see like, okay, I can see what you were listed for. Is yeah. that closer to what you're expecting? And then the agent has something to talk about at least. Yeah. Like, well, you know, we'll take what we can get. We'll see what the market's willing to give or yeah. whatever that kind of stuff, right? So yeah, I mean, another one there is just to like, is the situation for that property going to get any better? Like I would expect that a professional should know, right? You know, like hey, like those Cirque du Soleil guys. If the guy's got a little, you know, maybe a, his elbow's hurting a little bit too much, yeah, and he can't he can't be sure that he can grab that guy off the, you know, when he's swinging, he can't catch the person, can't catch the person. Might might he say, hey, my my, I don't think it's I don't think something's right here, yeah. You know, pump the brakes. Let's let's act cautiously here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that something that uh, that as an agent you should definitely be ex explaining to your seller clients right need to know this as well as buyer clients i have another story about that Mm -hmm. but sellers are definitely slower to react to a changing market because it's their money that they're um i guess the mentality is here you go to the casino with a thousand dollars right and you take that up to fourteen hundred dollars right but then you lose it and you're back down to like 11.75 fuck did you lose four thousand dollars or did you make you know, 100, 175 bucks. Initially, our first thought, I'd be like, I lost money, right? But then you take a step back, like, I still made a profit, and right? And you still got your principal. And that's back. my mentality with the current stock market, right? Mm-hmm. I made profits 
but I was greedy. Yeah. And yeah. I just held on <laughs> until now I'm holding the freaking bag. Right. right? So and is that, is that, is that potentially true with, uh, with sellers at the moment? I think it is. Um, there's also that, that, that caveat where you're trying not to get bullied by, by, <laughs> by the buyers, right? We, before on the other side, you know, the sellers were the bullies because they, there was no inventory and everyone wanted whatever they had right now. It's more like there's a lot more inventory. The market's in in limbo, mm. so depending on your motivation to sell, a lot of these buyers are just fishing to see, hey, how badly can we punish these sellers and or, see yeah. what we can get. Yeah, um, happened to me. Just happened to me um, with the last deal we put together. It's still in the process of being put together, but um, to shed a little light on it, uh, we're at a time where there's not there's not many comparable products that we're selling. It's like a condo in Markham, two right. bedroom, two washroom, um, and there's not there's nothing much that has sold since the last um, one, which was March. And mm -hmm. March was a totally different market, right? And um, because there's nothing else selling that's like your product there, as for me, it's like I need to know what's happening with similar products, even if it's a little bit out of the area. Right. So you go and you do your research, your reconnaissance, um, see the different products, be able to compare it in your own mind. And uh, here comes the agent. Um, <laughs> And then we're like, we're going through the negotiation, right? Like I actually pick up the phone, call the person, mm -hmm. like, hey, thanks for the offer. You know, you're going through the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, it got like the first offer is, this is just a tidbit side side note. Like the first offer you put down is not necessarily where you're going to finish. You right. know, there's usually always going to be a negotiation after that. So when we get a low offer, yeah, in my seller's opinion, and in my opinion too, we get a low offer. It's like, don't get your feather, feathers ruffled up here. This is just where they started. Yeah. If this is where they finished, then we know the answer is as simple as no. Yeah. But anyways, we started negotiating, started negotiating, started negotiating. And um, I'm using real time numbers, real mm -hmm. facts, you know, real comparables from the area, from outside the area, just to give a supporting, you know, some support to my mm -hmm. pricing. And the agent on the other side, <laughs> oh no, there's units bigger than yours that are selling for cheaper than yours. I said, ah, uh, could be. Where can you give me those examples? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I, go, I don't know. I don't know. And I go, okay, that that doesn't help me like to explain to my clients anything. Like yeah. if you have something for sure, send it to me, and we'll obviously consider it. Of course. But that's what I like to your point of don't be bullied. Yeah. She's literally just using, she's using a bad record. It's a bad song right now that nobody wants to hear. Market's changing. Market's yeah. changing. And if I, if I, as a listing agent, show fear to that or say, oh, you're right, you know, like, yeah, 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 they need to know this. Yeah. It could, it could make the position a little bit weaker for myself. Right. Or instead, I just let her know. I go, listen, my dear, we're, we're motivated. We're going to sell this thing. We're going to do something with it one way or the other. Yeah. But now we're just talking about what's fair. And we mm -hmm. had to explain to her why our price is fair. And uh, luckily, we were able to come to that agreement where agents working together, mm -hmm. she has to explain to her first-time home buyers right. why they should be paying what they're paying yeah. when they think they can get it for cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I have to be able to explain to my sellers that we want the most amount of money for your property. Right. But that amount of money is dictated by the buyer and this is the only one that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's still fair. So as long as you're getting fair market value, you've done good. You're getting yeah. a good closing and all that. Um, but definitely don't be bullied by uh, just would-be buyers that are willing to throw out, throw whatever offer out there just to fish. And like, the, like here's a background story about this, this one here. 
this lady was actually playing two offers at the same time. Ooh. Okay, sneaky. so what she did, what she did, and she didn't tell me that she did this. This is something that I figured out by having a little bit of a conspiracy nut. <laughs> ah. Okay. So anyways, she had shown my unit. The one, one question I asked her, guess I called her for feedback. How yeah. did it go? I called her for feedback. She starts talking about our unit, our unit, this, that, this, that. And uh, I asked her, of all the other units that you've seen, which one did your clients like the best? So I insinuated that she's seeing other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, she goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, which other units have you seen? Mm -hmm. And she point blank says, I've seen the other one. It's a one plus one. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper price than us, but it's a one plus one. I said, and? She goes, they like that one. They think it's fair price. They think they can get it for a decent price. I said, okay, cool. And uh, we didn't talk anything more of it. And then after, she gives us our offer. Right. She's working on it. And when she gave us an offer, uh, she gave us a, a second counter offer. At that moment, it's for some reason, a hu my hunch said that she has the other offer in her hand. Right. She's just trying to fish us to see if she can get a better deal for her clients. Ah. So continue to negotiate, continue to negotiate. And then once we put our deal together, I asked her after, so, so what happened? She goes, oh, I could have accepted the other offer, but yeah. my clients really didn't like it. And it wasn't a good price compared to what we're selling and getting this one for. Yeah. So I said, okay, basically like, it's up to somebody to set the market price here. Yeah. Right? And the, the, the one plus one might've had a chance to sell it for a decent number. Mm -hmm but they might have signed back too much. Mm -hmm. And then that's what prompted them to come try another offer somewhere else. Yeah. So now we're just hoping that we end up getting through this conditional period, of course. Um, but it's like, if your agent doesn't really know what's happening mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, not only in the specific area where you're trying to sell a product, right. but in the neighboring areas right. and the neighboring products that are similar, like everybody has a choice to buy something. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what's actually happening in the market and you don't have a pulse on it, I think it's harder not to get bullied. It is. It is. I think like in, in your case, like the agent on the other side that you're dealing with, 100% smart. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they know how to play the game. Um, and, and, and for for an inexperienced agent on the other side or to someone who's just not good at negotiating or or isn't up to date with the current trends they would have taken that conversation on the phone where she was throwing the Jade. doom and gloom right. into your into your mind and they would have been all oh, right you're so right right N not that everything she said was was probably correct in the sense that the market is changing it's not the same as it was but when a regular agent uh an inexperienced agent may not have been like tell me what you're looking at yeah give me yeah. something so i can go yeah. back and like, fight for that's, you that's it. right exactly exactly what i said i said you and i think like yeah <laughs> so, exactly what i said to girl i would love to put this deal together with you i can see you're working hard you're showing there's not too many showings and you're, you're working hard i know yeah. your people are qualified and they want to buy something so i want to put the deal together with you but I have to explain to my client why that's the price they're offering. Yeah. So that at least I can give you a chance, fair chance. Yeah. And so instead of her giving any justification, she just gave me more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's one there. I know, and I, I guess, I don't know, this is another thing too. Some agents also might be quick to say, take this offer. Right. Like I didn't push my guys to say, take it, take it, take it. Yeah. I said, let's keep working on it. I said, they, they're not satisfied. They're not satisfied. Yeah. But the whole, a uh, very important thing is in all of these situations where you don't get exactly what you want, mm -hmm. it's actually giving you, it's revealing a very important fact of what do you want? What are you actually willing to take? Right. 
so it makes you wonder and question your own uh, I guess level of expectation mm-hmm. is it realistic or is it not and in that it it's it's helpful right to really review what don't you like and mm-hmm. are you sure you don't like it for the same reasons after that right right, right. Um, yeah so that was that was an interesting one um, and yeah like I like working with agents that have that kind of sav- savvy to them as well. Yeah. Right? You end up knowing that they're serious. And like the day after we got a deposit within not even 24 hours, yeah. less than 24 hours, we have our deposit. It also shows how, how delicate this market is. Cause she was working another, another, 100%. another property. Right. 100%. And that, that other property easily, that deal for that other property fell apart really quickly because she was able to, you know, figure something else out for her clients. Yeah, she gave her clients another option. Really. She yeah. doubled, she doubled up whatever they were about to pay for, you know, and then she just said you could have an extra bedroom, extra washroom for, for a couple for a couple more. thousand more. It might make more sense for you. Yeah. And then another thing that I guess, um, give me your opinion on this: uh, reactive versus instigator. Right. You have a situation where if there's multiple units available that are similar in price point, mm-hmm. um, do you want to be the one that sets the price? Right. Or would you want to be the one that in this market, this market specifically, yeah. reacts to the price? Right. When the market was going bananas i think it was okay you let the next guy set the price because it's probably going to be better than what you wanted anyways yeah. and then you just let it go but in this market here do you really have the time to sit and wait to see what happens with another unit like even if another unit listed two three days ahead of me mm-hmm. uh, i would rather get my offer first right at least work it exactly right um i agree uh in, in the hot market we had you know time sitting on the market meant you made more money right now we don't know what's going to happen mm. so at the end of the day it would depend on the motivation of the seller mm-hmm. uh if they are re- if they really want to sell and they need to to get going to the, to the next journey Mm -hmm. then definitely you want to be the first right Mm -hmm. you want to be the one that sets the pace sets the price especially if there's three or four other properties in that building right because you don't know where the next buyer is going to come from the next guy's more motivated than you and willing to take an even lesser price than you and that's what happens then good luck in this market trying to explain why you should get an extra thousand dollars yeah especially because buyers are very picky right now in terms of what they're getting and we're not seeing as many showings happening for these units anymore mm-hmm. right well that's a first time buyers might have i don't know like i think first time buyers are getting are, are very much being affected right. by what's going on it's the bad news the higher interest rates they don't have any skin in the game at the moment so like it's a big step for a first time home buyer right. and if there was any uncertainty that they had like this is a little bit too much so i don't know yeah we're see- we're okay so like last stats update came out saying that from was it june of 2021 mm-hmm. to june of 2020 yeah the difference year over year is 40 percent less sales happening Ooh. Um, and now if we were to take out first time home buyers from the market, kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, there's a significant portion of them that are not buying and that's resulting in, you know, property sitting on the market and, yeah. and, and, and less sales. Um, but I'm wondering like how long would they actually stay on the sidelines for, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody has pre-approvals, whoever's shopping around yeah. those pre-approvals will come to an end and what you're going to renew with the new pre-approval rates not going to be anything close to what you had before yeah the qu- the, the 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 buying power has definitely decreased mm-hmm. quite a bit which is why uh in this current current state um detached houses have 
um, depreciated the most mm-hmm. compared to condos. Condos have gone down a little bit, mm-hmm. but they haven't gone down to the extent of of, of detaches just yeah. because buying power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now next week, um, July 13th, when they do the, the next increase, that might affect the first time buyers even more. So we might see a bigger hit in the condo market. Could be, like, could potentially. Be, I'm wondering about that too. Like sometimes when we have these kind of things, like it's already... Um, built in built in yeah like there's there's something to be said about people have been hearing the bad news people have been digesting it slowly by slowly right. and at a point like now with next week to come will that or is that is that announcement really going to shock anybody at this point yeah. i think i think we we kind of anticipated last, last month yeah. last month when they dropped the last uh, interest rate adjustment i'm pretty sure people priced it in right so i think it's already here the next one is the one that people are going to be worried about. What happens in September, right? Yeah, so wait for August. Wait for August to see what the news is telling you. And then mm-hmm. if, then you'll see maybe a, a further, I don't know, maybe more ripples happening. Right. Um, so while, while we wait for the for the interest rates to come up, we're, we're watching rents go up, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's 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 another one, too, where we're seeing absolutely no inventory. Your rents rentals. are rentals are stupid right now. Um, and if you want to hear about rentals in the next episode, it's going to be in the next episode. So right. tune in next week for the rent episode. The rent game. The landlord game. The landlord game.